vobis datum est, nosse mysterium reni dei. Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Holy Mass takes us, spiritually, to the Roman Basilica of St. Paul without the walls. There has been a Benedictine presence at St. Paul without the walls since the time of Pope St. Gregory the Great, even if Pope St. Gregory II is considered the official founder of the monastery. Let us then attend to the inspiration that comes to us on this, our spiritual pilgrimage to the Basilica of St. Paul without the walls. Let us attend, I say, to today's collect and epistle and seek the powerful intercession and protection of the Apostle, the Doctor of the Gentiles. Who among us does not need to hearken to the very words, the ipsissima verba of the Lord Jesus himself to St. Paul? Sufficit tibi gratia mea nam virtus in infirmitate perficitur. My grace is sufficient for thee, for power is made perfect in infirmity. Another translation would have it, for my power deploys itself in thy weakness. And who among us would not make bold to repeat after the Apostle, Libenter igitur gloriabur in infirmitatibus meis. Gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities. Ut in habitat in me virtus Christi. That the power of Christ, the virtus, the divine might of Christ may dwell in me. Now, last evening, the Magnificat Antiphon gave us a preview of the first lesson of Matins. It was the account of Noe and the ark in Genesis 5. And so last evening at the Magnificat, we sang, the Lord said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. Make thee an ark of planed timber that seed of all flesh may be saved therein. The ark, the ark, by means of which God saves the seed of all flesh, foreshadows the perfect ark 
that is the heart of Jesus, open to all who seek salvation therein. Already today, on Sexagesima Sunday, the liturgy points to the heart, literally, to the heart of the Passion of St. John that will be chanted on Good Friday. But one of the soldiers with a spear opened his side, the side of the ark, and immediately there came out blood and water. During Septuagesima Tide, that is to say during this pre-Lenten season of Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima Sundays and their corresponding weekdays, as during Lent itself, not only the Benedictus and Magnificat antiphons on Sunday, but also the antiphons of the little hours, prime, ter, sext, and known, are drawn from the gospel of the day. Why? This is the church's way of keeping the gospel of the day before our eyes and in our ears and in our hearts. Let us then look at these antiphons, beginning with the Benedictus this morning. What did we sing? When much people were gathered together to Jesus and were come to him out of the city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. Exit qui seminat seminare semen suum. Now, what do we take away from this antiphon? <clears throat> if you would hear the word of Jesus, you must first allow yourself to be gathered to him. This is the work of the Holy Ghost, to gather souls to Jesus. No man can come to me, says our Lord, except the Father who hath sent me draw him, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone that hath heard of the Father and hath learned cometh to me. Jesus himself is the sower who comes out from the Father. That little word, exit, is hugely important, both in the, in the Benedictus Antiphon and in the Gospel. Exit. He went out. Jesus comes out from the Father. He is the sower going into the field. He is also the seed, sowing himself by means of his word. The soul who receives the word of Jesus, the seed of Jesus, conceives him inwardly, the 
coming to him, even a mother. According to what he says in the sequel to today's gospel, my mother and my brethren are they who hear the word of God and do it. Now at prime, what did we sing? The seed fell upon good ground et atulit fructum in patientia, and brought forth its fruit in patience. Patientia is not only patience as we commonly understand the word. We say to one another sometimes, even in the monastery, be patient, be patient. That's the common understanding of the word, the virtue of being able to wait, and the virtue of bearing up under adversity. Patientia also means the bearing of suffering. Et atulit fructum in patientia, and brought forth its fruit in suffering. Suffering is what makes fruitful the seed of the word of God. No cheap grace. Thus does St. Benedict say that by patience it is given us to share in the passion of Christ. Each man's allotted share in the passion of Christ comes to him in the form prepared by divine providence. My suffering is not yours, nor is yours mine. We may prefer to suffer in ways different from the suffering that visits us. But it is the suffering that visits us in whatever form it takes that makes the seed of the word fruitful. When a man is visited by suffering, that man ought to say, now is the seed of the word being made fruitful in my heart and in my life. And at Terse, what was the antiphon? They who keep the word of God with a good and perfect heart bring forth fruit again in patientia, in patience. The same word, patientia, a wise monk once said that one must not expect in springtime the fruits of autumn. This is yet another meaning of patientia. Often we must wait and wait for the harvest. The seasons of the Holy Ghost are not those of men. The spring may delay in coming. Winter may be interminable, and the spring, when it comes, may be cold and rainy. The summer may be overcast or scorching. It may seem that we will never enjoy the fruits of the harvest. 
But to the soul who waits in patientia, the fruits of the harvest will appear, and they will be abundant and sweet. Now, at the hour of sext, what shall we sing? Some seed fell on good ground, in terram bonam, and bare fruit, some one hundredfold and some sixtyfold. What is the terra bona, the good ground? It is the ground that has been broken up and turned over. It is the ground that lies in readiness for the seed. We must, all of us, allow our hearts to be broken and turned over. It is the condition for bearing fruit a hundredfold or sixtyfold. And at known, what shall we sing? If then, dearly beloved brethren, ye seek to be rich, earnestly desire the true riches. A fascinating antiphon. We are not forbidden to crave riches, not even by our vow of conversatio morum, but we are to crave the true riches, not the false ones. Things no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor human heart conceived, the welcome God has prepared for those who love him. We renounce even the desire for false riches, St. John identifies them for us, doesn't he, in his first epistle. Gratification of corrupt nature, gratification of the eye, the empty pomp of living. These things, says St. John, take their being from the world, not from the Father. And what does the Apostle say? Mind the things that are above, not the things that are upon the earth. And Jesus says, for where thy treasure is, there is thy heart also. And what shall we sing this evening at the Magnificat? And Jesus said to his disciples, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables. Our Lord tells us that we are being given knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, this is not head knowledge. It's not the knowledge that one gets, as Don Placid now famously said from reading a few books. It is the knowledge of the heart, sapiential knowledge, the knowledge that one can taste with the palate of the soul. How is this knowledge given us? Not in sermons, not in books, not in hours of study, but in humble submission to the liturgy of the church and to the operations of the Holy Ghost, who acting in the sacred liturgy and through it, gives us in suffering the taste of what is right and the consolation of the truth. 
In this sense, a Benedictine monastery, because it is a school of the Lord's service, to use St. Benedict's own expression, a school of the Lord's service, that is, of adoration in spirit and in truth, or if you will, of right worship. The monastery is a place where souls can come to receive knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And this is the knowledge concerning which our Lord says, I praise thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid in these things this knowledge from the clever and prudent, and hast revealed these things, this knowledge, to little ones. Yea, Father, for so it hath seemed good in thy sight. And again, our Lord says, many prophets and kings desired to see the things that you see and have not seen them, and to hear the things that you hear and have not heard them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.